Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. Welcome to Set for Life Radio. Hi, I'm Ray, and uh, today I've got two wonderful guests with blah, blah, blah. That's just how it goes. I've got wonderful guests with me today. <laughs> I have Anna, my wife. Hello, Anna. Hi. Welcome. Thank You've you. been here before. <laughs> yeah, a few times. And we also have Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Yay. Thanks for being here today. Hi, of course. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you. And we're here today to talk about, um, I don't know what to call it, uh, maturity and drive and discipline. And Ashley, I have seen you at your workplace before. Yes. And I have noticed something about you is that you're always working. Mm-hmm. Always. And I mean, you're, you got your head mm-hmm. in it and you're just you're, you're not playing with your phone mm-hmm. and uh, you're you're in your 20s. Yes. OK. And so uh, typically when I think of 20 somethings, I think of, you know, scatterbrain, uh, not focused on anything. Mm-hmm. You're actually going to college. I am. You're, yes. You're driven towards an, uh, an ambitious career. And so, okay, even if I didn't know about that ambitious career, I see you working at the workplace. You're not goofing around talking to people mm-hmm. and like some of people I have seen. And I'm just thinking, what is with this girl? And very courteous, very courteous, well-mannered. I, I work with customer service. So I've met people and I've talked to the people and I'm like, so you stand out that you're kind no matter what people are saying to you. Thank you. We're not here to fluff you. No, I we're just saying of, that this is what we observe. We, I know we it kind watch of feels for this like it, and I'm sorry if it puts you on the spot. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> but I, I have I have read in Second uh, Thessalonians three verse ten. It says, "If anybody won't work, they're not going to eat." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right, it's right. pretty cut and dried. If you don't work, you don't eat. What drives you, Ashley? I mean, what what is what is your driving? factor that 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 you go to work and you just push and you're kind of defying this defying the statistics of your age area what is it about you why why do you work so hard (laughs) growing up my mom always would tell us to work like we were working for the lord and i've definitely kept that with me and not only did they put a lot of value on hard work but they definitely showed it with their everyday lives so that's just what keeps me going. I always think when I'm working, okay, work like I'm doing it for the Lord, do it for his glory, do it the best that I can for him. You got this from your parents. Yes. Wow. They instilled it in their children. Mm-hmm. From a very early age. Let me look at my notes here. You gave me a verse early that I had probably late in my notes here. <laughs> it comes from Colossians 3, verse 23. And whatever you do, do it heartily mm-hmm. as to the Lord and not to men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Mm-hmm. Ashley, do you think some people forget who they're working for? Definitely. You think they go to work and they maybe they have a jerk boss mm-hmm. and they think they're working for that guy? 
Mm-hmm. Who do you work for? I work for the Lord. And how does that how does that inspire you to do better? I mean, I know your parents put it into you, but what about your drive in the Lord Jesus Christ? What are you trying to show people? I mean, you're not necessarily telling people on the clock, Jesus, Jesus, Bible, Bible, church, church, yeah. right? Okay, so how are you doing it? You're doing it through your work ethic. What do you mm-hmm. think that does to people? Hopefully it inspires them to be a good example of what a worker should be and how to work for the Lord, if that makes sense. Certainly. I was going to ask you about what boundaries have you, you probably haven't thought about this. So if, I'm, mm-hmm. if it's awkward, don't, just something to think about. You've apparently created a boundary as well, because I know um, in past life and others I've met, we say we work for the Lord, but we think we're supposed to be abused through it. We think that we're supposed to do anything and everything and wind up taking on too much because we think in our mind, well, if Jesus stood before me and asked me to do it, I'd do it. Mm-hmm. So what? how have you created the proper boundaries so that somebody doesn't take advantage of your work ethic? Mm. It's definitely happened before, but I probably, I just don't take on more than I know that I can do. I definitely do all that I can and make sure that if I am able to do it, that I can or that I do do it. Um, So you've learned how to set a proper no. And that's good. There's so many people who do not understand boundaries and they wind up either having no boundaries at all or their boundaries are so tight that they 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 are not movable either. Mm -hmm. So that's good. You do what you can do. You don't try to do too much. I happen to know about you. You had an opportunity for an internship. That would have been great. But you said, wait a minute, I need to get some education stuff first. Did, is that part of what you're getting at? Is that you only so much right now? So I did have the opportunity to apply for a few internships, but I decided that that would probably be too much for work and then trying to make time to get in my Bible every day and try to make time for the Lord as well as for school. So I was like, OK, I just need to take a break right now not apply for that yet, and then wait till I have more time. You know how many people would have jumped all over that internship, but you said seek time for the Lord? Mm -hmm. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. If you tried to go get that internship yourself Mm -hmm. and said, Lord, I'll catch you later, (laughs) you'd have probably blown it, Mm -hmm. right? Most likely, So good for you seeking the Lord first. Okay, Ashley, so we're talking about drive, and I can, I can ref- reflect on my drive. I can reflect on the ambitions of my wife. We're kind of here to, f- to see what drives you. Can I just ask you, Ashley, w- w- we talked about Christianity and serving the Lord. Okay, we got those elements down. Ashley, what drives you? Because I've seen it. I mean, I see it. It's, it I, I noticed it. What drives you? My main drive is my love for the Lord. I want to do all I can to glorify him with everything I do, do my best for him. And also my parents, just seeing them in their everyday lives, how my mom gets up every day and does the most for her family, how my dad gets up every day, does the most for his family. Those are my two main drives. And I see that when, um, and this is a perfect example of today, because when we do it with Jill with children, we're always trying to tell, take the Bible and show them application because they're like, how do I, use, you know? So one of the things I just noticed when you said that is David, if you think about it, we don't know anything about David's mom. The only thing we know about David's mom is that he called her a maidservant of the Lord. 
Mm-hmm. We don't really need to know anymore of that. But he learned that. And when you look at uh, Saul with Jonathan, I always ask Graham, like, who raised Jonathan? Because it's obviously not Saul. It must have been his mama mm-hmm. because he was so different. And so that's what we're seeing here is that you're watching your parents. So I want to encourage parents listening that you're at a testimony of when you do the right thing, when you as a parent work hard or mit- mistakes or be gracious and show mercy or what's needed, your child's going to mimic it. Exactly. People see it and it's attractive. Now, you don't go to work or school and beat people over the head with your Bible, do you? No. Okay. If the opportunity arises, I'll definitely put forward that, but never overwhelming them with it. Right. They're going to come and ask you, how do you, I guess through your drive, how do you get people, do you look for, you said the opportunity, do you Mm -hmm. look for the opportunity? I do look for opportunities. And people come to you and how do they come to you and, and ask? I mean, have they asked you before? Like, what makes you so people say, Ray, you're weird, <laughs> what, what may, but, but I like it. You're it's a good weird. Where, where are you getting it from? Did people ask you that? Hmm. Where does it come from? Do they do they wonder what I guess kind of like what I'm asking you? What what pushes you? <laughs> do they see anything different? Take your time. I probably just slammed you on the head. You're good. I'm trying to think of the best way to say this and how to say it. I have had people come up to me before or that I've gotten to know and they'll mention things like, oh, you just seem so driven and oh, you seem, you know, on top of it and stuff like that. And you never can take that as well. Yes, I am. (laughs) <laughs> I, I am driven and you, you get to boast then you're bragging mm-hmm. what do you tell them this is a brain teaser. well i'm sitting there thinking she has such a quiet gentle spirit my guess is that that is how you do it is in a gentle way where you may mm-hmm. not speak out loud you just might have a calm smile might just do it real gently and that's going to speak louder than anything else as well even if you you could say yeah because or you could just stay quiet and gentle and that keeps it going because I know when I was uh, a teenager, I went to my friend's church because I wanted to see something different. Why should I go to church? You go to church. I don't. What's the big deal? You say you love Jesus. I say I love Jesus. Whatever. And I saw nothing different. And I was convinced. Why do I go to church if I see nothing different? Mm-hmm. But with, in, in your manner, you might not say those words. But because of the way you're acting, people are seeing something different. And I have a feeling, though, at your age group, Probably not too many actually just ask you what makes you different. Mm -hmm. But in a few years, I think they'll start asking. When they start seeing where you have advanced to and they did not, (laughs) they're going to say, wait a minute, what did you do for the past two to three years that I didn't do? And they're going to wonder how you got there. So you're focused in your education. Yes. You're focused towards your, uh, your goals. Yes. You even put off a great internship that I heard about it and I thought, I can't believe you put that off. Until you said, but I want to get some education first. And, and when you're talking about the Lord, I'm like, aha, there she is. That's what she's doing. You just want to glorify the Lord, don't you? Mm-hmm. With everything that I do, yes. So what is your degree in? Are you just doing general studies? Uh, mechanical engineering. I'm working okay. on my bachelor's right now. Nice. That's too complicated okay. for me to even no, no, say. No, no, no. This is great. Uh, what school? The University of Houston, Clear Lake. Okay, Clear Lake. I see. I went to college technology. We're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. 
but I was because I was in engineering uh, technology. So, in, oh. yeah, because I did supply chain logistics in the College of Technology. So I had to have engineering classes and different things, a oh little of everything. Yeah, it's cool. So, hey, y'all look over here, the shirt I got on. Yes. University of Houston. Hey. Right? He's finally got a good one. You <laughs> <laughs> used to wear an I Aggie go. one. And I'm like, I didn't go. No, but I did. You did. I know. <laughs> but in mechanical engineering, let's, let's, let's develop that one in her walk. Sure. Because in mechanical engineering, what, what are the key functions that you're learning in mechanical engineering? Ooh, I haven't got too far in my engineering classes, okay. but basically from my intro to engineering class, mm-hmm. a lot of it is how to hold yourself, all the skills that you need, stuff like that. Okay, so and the skills that you need, the math you need to mm-hmm. learn, but social what is skills, your, social like skills. That. But in the end, what is the end result to your mechanical engineering? What are you trying to do with a mechanical engineer? I can engineering. I can, I can relate to this. Hopefully, work with NASA one day. Um, doing something with engineering, maybe in mission control. Those are my two interests right now. Okay. But. Pretty much wherever the Lord leads me is where I'm going to end up going. But in, usually what does an engineer do? Problem solving. Problem solving. Wow. Okay. She so, was quick on that. Yes. I would have thought, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, in problem solving, what are we doing with the Bible when it comes to problem solving? You have a place to go to, right? Mm-hmm. And, okay. Exactly. So in mechanical engineering, when you have a problem, where are you going to go to get this, this solution? When you have a problem that you're confronted with. What has engineering taught you to go to, to find the solution? What do you, is there a standard that you go to? A manual. A manual or a, uh, a method that you go to mm. for finding out how to resolve this problem. What do you go to in, in engineering? Most likely, because again, I haven't gotten to too many engineering classes, but probably I would say. I'm trying to think about, like, in a career setting, if there would be a manual available. Well, somebody has to create what? it. Exactly. Yeah. When you're, you're trying to construct something, right? hmm When you're constructing it, though, who do you have in mind? When you're making a construct, if you're at NASA and you're going to build, let's say, a rocket ship, what do you have in mind as you build that rocket ship? The person I'm building it for. Right. Okay. So you're the person you're building for. Probably who's going to fly in it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So your rocket. So you got to think who's going in it. Mm-hmm. What do they need to take? And as you're a driven person with your Bible, what did God do when he created his manual for us? Oh, he had us in mind. Yes. He had us in mind. He had to figure out how to convey his message in a way that we would understand. And he does this by through building relationships. He does this through a picture of marriage. And that's why I had actually uh, wanted to touch on Proverbs 31, because I know we can't get to her. You can tell the mama was picking out his wife. Okay. And one of the things I noticed is that she had her priorities. What are your priorities? Ooh, good question. Well, she said advancing the kingdom. Yes. um, As the top priority. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about more mechanically, more? Uh, no, I'm going, I'm taking that, that when you're, when doing mechanical engineering and you're, and you're designing, you're design, you have a function and you're not just designing a life raft made of cement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Although by, I think, uh, ISO standards, if you built a, as long as you built that life jacket the same way every time, it don't matter if it works or not, as long as you're building it the way your standard says. But we're, what I'm looking at this is from that point of view with the Bible, we have, He's created a design for us. We're designed. He's created design. He helps his design. And where I was going with this is that 
you said kingdom first. We were talking about our priorities. So we went into Proverbs that she had, she was a faithful. But when did she become faithful? When did that start? You know, how, she was prepared, just like Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't wake up one day and go, well, you know what? I'm going to defy the king today. Sounds like a good plan today. No, I bet you those kids were little tyrants who were defiant as to their parents. But what did they do? They molded it into where it could be used for kingdom service. And that's what you've been ta- te- learning. I mean, that's what you've been saying, that you're being molded for kingdom service. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's asking you to go into engineering because there is a design there, a creation. And you're being this picture of God saying, I can design, I create, and I'm putting into to you, Ashley, so that you can show others what I'm doing. So I've got Proverbs 16, verse 3. You don't have that, do you? No. I don't want to steal another no. one of yours. Okay. She, we all came in here with notes, and I don't want to take what she had. <laughs> Proverbs 16 and 3, it says, commit your work to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. means if you dedicate what you're doing to the Lord God, and he will establish your plans. You said you hope to work at NASA mm-hmm. or something yes. of, of that you really lit up when I said NASA because that's like a the, the big place around here yes. around Houston. So it it says commit your works to the Lord and not make it about yourself. I think that's where you're coming from in this. You're not trying mm-hmm. to make it about you. You want it, like Anna said. You're trying to show design and creation without going around saying Bible Jesus, Bible Jesus in the workplace. Strictly with how dedicated and disciplined you are, that people are going to say, "What is that? Your care? What is it about you? You're trying to advance the kingdom." And you're going to do it through your work. Mm -hmm. Now, if somebody wants to ask you, where do you get this from? You'll say, catch me after work and we'll talk, right? You don't want to do it in the workplace, but you'll, you'll catch them later. And you're looking for that kind of opportunity. So you're trying to advance the kingdom through your career. Yes. Do you have a clear cut way how you see that's going to work? How do you see that working? Honestly, I just try when at work to be a living example of how anything can be accomplished with Christ and to motivate others through that hard work. Okay. What do you think about lazy Christians? Does it drive you nuts? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I've seen people, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, and they don't do squat. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's just kind of agitating, isn't it? It's like you should do a little more. And so here, here you are. You're you're in the place, you're working hard, you're pushing it. You're trying to motivate some people, aren't you? Definitely. Are, are, are there, have you motivated people before? I would hope to. You would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, but I hope through what I've done that it does motivate others. You know, you have an influence on people, whether you know it or not. Everywhere you walk, there's this big bubble that you're in, this big circle, a sphere of influence. And you walk by people. And they see you and whether you have interaction with them or not, it affects them. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're hoping for, that they yes. see some of that. What else do you have there, Ashley? Well, I mean, I definitely get tired and lose motivation when I'm doing my stuff. But I pray for what I lack always. And I remember who I'm working for. And I always remember Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Most things? All things. The majority of things? All things. <laughs> I, I know you yeah, deal, she, she picked up her Bible like, wait, she, wait, what did I read wrong? She's like, I'm the one that read it. Who are you picking on? I usually do that to people when it says all things or mm-hmm. you will be saved. I always say you might be saved. You know, it's, it's a promise. He's going to do it. You can do all things. That includes your career. Mm-hmm. 
So are you saying that Jesus walks with you into your career? Definitely. Does he go to school with you? Definitely. Does he go to work with you? Definitely. You know, some people don't know that. Mm -hmm. They must get lost a lot around the campus because I know I can tell you how many times on campus. I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to walk me to my class because I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) The squirrels know the squirrels know the campus better than they do. Um, oh, you have to watch out for those little boogers. They'll like jump out at you and ask you for food. Do they do that at your campus? No, I don't oh. think I've seen a squirrel yet. Really? Oh, no. I've these seen guys, deer and cats, but <laughs> oh, no, these guys would come run and stand in front of you with their arms out like, hey, give it up before you can pass this road. Carry peanuts oh, with you yes. on the campus, unsalted, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, I'm sure you look forward to what is ahead. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you excited about what's ahead? What are you excited to get to? What are you like? I can't wait to get to this point. And the graduation line doesn't count. (laughs) It's a big one, but what is it ahead of you that you're just like, I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to have my hands on this and do this stuff. What what, what is it? I am really excited and looking forward to a career because I've always loved math. I've always loved science. I've loved astronomy. I would love to further the exploration of that because I look at it as furthering our knowledge of God through that. Amen. Because he created all of them. Right. Exactly. I, whenever I see it work, I'm always telling you about some astronomical thing mm-hmm. that's going on. You know, right now we're the closest in our orbit to Jupiter. Oh, my Right goodness. now, I mean, you, it's bright in the sky. You can see it mm-hmm. in the telescope. It looks great. I just learned the other day that, um, you know, if you have a bunch of kids on a merry-go-round and it's spinning real fast and they all fly off, they're all going to be rotating in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And so people believe in this Big Bang that everything was this big molten thing and all the planets spun off of it. Well, if that was true, they would all be spinning the same direction. There are some planets that spin the opposite direction. Because mm-hmm. God can. Because God can. And you're going to find out a lot of that stuff that a lot of scientists may not necessarily notice. But the heavens declare the glory of God. Yes. And you're in a career that's going to study the heavens. Exactly. <laughs> the skies. <laughs> so well, We were at Hobby Lobby and Reed saw a solar system set. He was quite disappointed that I did not buy it for you. Oh, he, for me? Yes, he wanted it My for My grandson yes. wanted me to have a solar system set. Yes. Okay. I told him you didn't have time to build it. I did a science project in grade school. I made a solar system yeah. <laughs> thing out of uh, the styrofoam balls. Yes, And yes. I colored them the, the color of the planets, and I put them on the paper, and I drew circles to show their orbit, and the teacher did not like it, and she <gasps> told me to take it home. We didn't want you to do that. You're supposed to do something better. I was distraught. So oh, anyway, my goodness. it's a wonder I stuck with uh, astronomy yeah. at all. I got a question for now for. <laughs> yeah, go right. ahead. What is, um, do you have a particular verse in the Bible that you stick to that you just hold on to as you go through your work, as you throw, go through school, as you just go through life? Is there that one verse that you just hold on to? Like mine's Hebrews 11, one, that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I would write that on the top of my, my, my math test and all my tests. I'd write it on top. I'm like, that. Lord, I need an A. <laughs> but I haven't seen that A yet, Lord. But you know how hard I worked. I know, um, I'm not sure the exact verse or what uh-huh. exactly it says, but something I know I always think about, when, especially when going into a test or mm-hmm. doing homework, um, pray and ask the Lord, um, and he'll give to you with, if you have faith. I'm not sure like, what it's exactly. It's the wisdom, to ask for wisdom. Yeah. It's in James. Hang on. We got you. So I've, I went to, um, I, okay, you said you love math. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't. I just don't. I did it. I'm so I, sad. I went through a Bible, uh, Bible college before that in the 90s. I went through mm-hmm. tech school and it's like 90, 95% math. And I thought, oh, Lord, you're going to have to you're going to have to get me through this. And I read about King Solomon. He said, Lord, would you give me wisdom? Mm-hmm. And the Lord gave him wisdom. 
and he did. He was the wisest man ever lived. And I said, Lord, if you can do that for Solomon, you can do it for me. Exactly. And I ended up being uh, an honor student in my tech school, which was mostly math and electronics engineering. I have no other way to explain how that happened except through the Lord God. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, I got to turn it over to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to turn these things over to the Lord? Explain to people who are listening here. Why can't you go in saying, I'm super smart. I'm going to blow the lid off this thing. I am so awesome. Why are, we're not believers are not like that. Why do we have to ask the Lord God? You can't do anything without God. Ooh, that's best thing I've heard today. Yeah, that's we, we can do. That's in the book of John. So we can't do anything without the Lord God. Mm-mm. Nothing. No. You can't breathe. Mm-mm. You can't get up in the morning. Nope. You wouldn't even be here in the first place. Mm-mm. So you're going to apply that to your career. Definitely. So James 1 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. I did have last semester two math for two different classes, mm. two math tests that I had to pass. Um, and I was not prepared for either of them. I did study hard. I gave it my all. So you put in your effort. Yeah. But most of all, I prayed that the Lord would allow me to study what I needed and allow me to be able to reciprocate all that information, I ended up passing both of those tests oh, and good. passing both of those finals. Friends, listen good. to what she's saying. Uh, the, the 20-somethings, you're trying to go to college or you're like, I oh, forget college. I'm not smart enough. Okay. I, I was there myself. She's saying, I couldn't have pulled it off. Mm-hmm. She, she's, I'm, oh, I'm, not, I'm super smart. She's not saying that. She's saying, I asked the Lord God to help me. I studied. Well, I'm no good at math. Okay. I wouldn't either. But she's saying, Lord God, help me. And what you just read, he said he will give that knowledge to you without reproach. Mm-hmm. That means without insult. It means the Lord God is not going to say, really, you need help with a math test? You are an idiot. <laughs> He's not going to insult you mm-hmm. for it. He's not going to make you feel like you're the size of a tick. He's going to give it to you without reproach. He's going to give it to you and say, here, use this to glorify my name. Mm-hmm. I take comfort in that, don't you? Oh, definitely. It's the only way to live. I think what you were looking for was um, John fifteen five. Yeah, that's you want to read it? Okay. I found it. <laughs> okay. So in John fifteen five, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. There you go. Okay, friends, I want you all to understand we're not just giving you our opinion. We're going to the standard of God's word. We didn't write it. It was here before us. It'll be here after us. And you may be thinking, well, Ray, you know, that's just your way of seeing things. That's just your opinion. Ashley, that's just the way you see it. We're we're giving you God's word to back up what we say. We were talking about resolving problems in engineering. And when you go to resolve a problem, you have to go to a standard. Who's got a manual? Or what do physics say? What do aerodynamics say? How does it work? We have to go to the standards of science that says the rocket should be shaped like a, a pencil and, and not round like a soccer ball or something. You know, we, there's things that have to be the way. This is the way it is because that's what works. Right. Okay. And the engine goes at the bottom of the rocket. You don't put it on the top. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's physics. That's the way it is. That's what works. Friends, we're trying to tell you God's word is the standard. It's what works. It's what it is. It's how how things go. And some of y'all that you're listening to me, you don't read God's word. You don't ask God, how should I do this? But you are suffering 
in a problem that you have no answers for and you don't know where to go to resolve it. We're trying to tell you go to God's word. We're talking about somebody getting off into their career, in their education, they're figuring out life, which way do I go? My parents were a good influence to me, and I'm going to glorify the Lord God with my life too, but I'm going to get my instruction from the word of God. It's going to show me how to do it. Friends, I'm I'm asking you if you're struggling in a problem right now, you don't know how to do it. You're, oh, I wish I was like Ashley. I wish I had the brains she's got, and I wish I could just go off into college. Hey, hey, she's not she's not saying she's brains. She's saying, I've got a drive. I want to use it for the Lord. I don't know how to do it. So God, show me how to do it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Any one of us can do that in whatever field we're in. Ashley, I'm a sinner. Did you know that? I mean, I've blown it. Have you? I definitely have (laughs) many times. (laughs) So do we, Anna, how about you? Oh, I'm still doing it. What do you mean? <laughs> Probably did this afternoon. <laughs> we we mess up. Uh, we we have gotten lost. We don't know how. Friends, we don't have all the answers. We trust in the answer. Yes, Messiah right. Jesus, and He wants to help His people. He wants to lead them. If you will acknowledge Him, He will direct your path. And I just read Proverbs three, five, and six without knowing it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. The word of God says, get your head out of it. Right. Put your heart and your faith in it. Ashley, our head, our brain has already messed everything up. Mm -hmm. We already blew it. So now we have to function differently now. If we messed up with trying to figure it out ourselves, what do we have to do now to make anything right? Pray to God. Ask the Lord. Simple. Simply put. I was going to mention something. I don't know if she's thought about this, but we're talking about standard. Do you realize as in going into mechanical engineering, you might have to set a standard. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what would happen if somebody goes outside that standard? Probably wouldn't be good. Right. So you're going to have to stand there and defend it, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. The neat thing about God's word is it defends itself. So we, she is going to sit there and, and learn how to defend her standards and yet she's going to be also showing people Jesus because he has to defend his standards. Amen. Good stuff. So, Ashley, how are you going to go through this hard career? I mean, you've, it sounds like a lot of math. Sounds scary to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a lot of tests. Sounds like a lot mm-hmm. of years mm-hmm. to do this. Um, you got to get an internship. You're going to have to prove yourself in front of people that know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I'm just still here in this beginning point here. It sounds huge, mm-hmm. but is it really huge? How are you, how are you going to do this? Well, I know that I have God to rely on. I know that I can do all things through him. And I know for a fact that he will give me everything I need in order to fulfill the plans that he has for me. So you put it all on him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't it that just remarkably simple? Mm-hmm. I Very. mean, shouldn't it be more complicated than that? <laughs> but but you know see i used to be of the mindset but i'm the one that has to get up in the morning and go to work and i'm the one that has to go to school and i've got to figure it out and i uh, and then you go crazy but you just said something incredibly simple i'm just going to turn it over to the lord exactly which yes. is nice because uh, as you're going to learn in engineering and everything there's always changes uh mm-hmm. they used to call it engineer, engineering change bulletins ecbs now they just call it service bulletins because it sounds so much nicer than an engineer, but that's going to happen, right? Changes. So when you read that, my first thought was that allows for changes. 
how do you, what do you think about changes? How would you encourage somebody your age about, um, I know people who said, this is what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. But technology and, even changes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, a wall would suddenly come down and they'd smack into the wall and they didn't know what to do. They just they stand behind the wall. How would you encourage a young person to be ready for change? Because um, our dreams are not always the Lord's dreams. Exactly. Do you think the Lord knows the changes before they come? Definitely. So again, you're in the clear mm-hmm. because you're going to what? Rely on him. Rely on him. Yeah. But what, what do you think about changes? How do you, how would you encourage somebody in your age group to accept change? Because some people don't like change. They, they get upset when the Lord says, this is not the way I want you to go. I need you to go this way. I want you to go a different direction. I want you to go in a different direction. And so I wanted to see what her encouragement was for, I'm sure you've had some type of change going on and you've had to do some changes. I would definitely encourage them to pray about it, give it to the Lord and know that he knows what's best. What he has planned for you will always be what's best for you. What you're saying is don't fight the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just know that it's coming and just breathe. And, I fought the Lord and uh, the yeah. Lord won. Exactly. I was going to say the same thing. I fought the Lord and, and the Lord won. I, it took me 10 years. Before he wins I, every time. Before I figured out my degree. There may be some people listening today. You've been kind of doing things your own way and you hate your life. I want to say if you can't stand your life. Give it to Jesus. He'll give you a new one. Well, amen to that. Give it to him. Let him take over. Now, this could apply to going to school. This could apply to going to work, living life. Say, Lord, I, I just don't know how to do this thing. It's okay, friend. It's, it's okay to say, I don't get it. Lord, can you show me? I, I don't know what I'm doing. Lord, can you show me how to do this? Is there any shame in asking the Lord? No, not at all. Some people think they got to have every cotton picking answer, but you just ask the Lord God. Mm-hmm. Ashley, can you tell people how ridiculously simple this is to just just do this? It's just do really it. simple. But you know, to to the guy to the people that's trying to say, yeah, but I, I've got to have a mentality. I've got to have an intellect. Mm-mm. Come as you are. Give it to the Lord God. Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Yeah, I wish I had heard this when I first started because it took me ten years to fear. I, oh, if I somebody, fought the Lord for 10 years, and then finally yeah. he's like, this is the career I want you to have. If somebody it was easy. pulled me into a discussion yeah. like this in my 20s, oh. It would have been, yeah, so it would have been different. Ashley, obviously you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Yes. You got faith. You, you can just put it in Jesus' hands and mm-hmm. say, I'm okay with this. There's a lot of people that don't understand this. It sounds foreign to them. What they need to be is saved, and once they get saved, they'll go, aha, now I get it. Mm-hmm. But right now they don't have the understanding because the spirit is not indwelling with them yet. Ashley, how can people be saved? My favorite verse to go to is John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. What does that basically mean? God sent his son and whoever believes in him? Does it say you have to understand the whole Bible? No. It just, it, does it say you have to be super smart? No. Does it say you have to be the most awesome person in your field that ever was? No. What does it say? Just believe in him, right? Exactly. There you go back to simplicity again. You said, what did you say? I just turned over the Lord? Mm-hmm. It's, yes. It's that easy? Yes. Friends, we're trying to tell you it's that easy. Yes. It's that easy. And some of y'all out there are beating yourself up over challenges that you're trying to conquer and you can't do it. Ashley said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
through Christ, Amen. not through your academics and not through your big career. And guys, I mean, any one of you can have this. Follow me in prayer, would you? Here's how you can become saved. Father, forgive me. I've sinned. I totally messed up. I, I just messed everything up trying to do it my own way. And I'm tired of this life. And I don't know what to do. So I give it over to you. Just take over, Lord. I, I'm going to take take the, your word for it that it's just that easy. Father, take over and lead me in my life. Lead me in a way that I can glorify you because that's all I want to do now is glorify you and advance your kingdom. Thank you, Lord God, that you've come for me when you didn't have to. And I just I just give you all of it. Help me, Lord God, in the things I don't understand. I'll make my life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Friends, you believe that you're saved. Ashley, it's been such a privilege having you here today. Keep working. I know it's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. You ever want to pull your hair out? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to look at her textbook. You want to see her textbooks? Oh, my goodness. Nice. Y'all go have yourself a little aerodynamic study session and do whatever you're going to do. Have a good time. I'm going to just stay on my end here. You are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Do you agree with that? I do, yes. Do you agree, Anna? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go show people who the Lord is. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life.